so I was supposed to do this show with my boy Smooth, but uh, you know, sometimes you know them role players just don't be showing up. Sometimes the role players don't show up in the big game. You know, I, as a Laker fan, I'm familiar with that. You know what I'm saying? Remember Danny Green didn't show up in a bubble? Remember that? There's been plenty of times where where MJ didn't get help. Kobe didn't get help. We remember Kobe walking out of practice, cussing at his role players. You know what I'm saying? LeBron has been left alone sometime with his role players. And sometimes they do show up. The Tony Parkers, the Ginobili's, the Scotty, well, not Scotty Pippen, but you know what I mean. You got your role players, you got your your, your second options, your, your stars, your, your other superstars. Sometimes they just don't show up. And that's just what Smooth did. He didn't show up. Now he's going to make a valid, I ain't going to say a valid excuse. He's going to make an excuse to why he didn't show up the original recording and then the backup recording. He just didn't show up. So now I got to do the show all by myself. I was going to suit up my wife. My wife was going to suit up and take his place. And we was going to record this episode. But I'm going to do it by myself because it's a real quick one. Uh, I'm going to be doing a couple of comparisons until football season come back. You know, college, in NFL, uh, basically all the way up into October when the NBA is going to be coming back. But my first comparison, because and the reason why I brought up my boy Smooth is because we debated this on the 4th of July. This is how long ago we were supposed to record this. We were talking about certain players. Dirk came in to, to play uh, Duncan. And I said, All right, that's that's the debate we're going to have. And we also had the Jimmy Butler, Clay Thompson um Back and forth. I think it was Jimmy Butler and somebody else too. But I know years ago we had Jimmy Butler versus Clay Thompson. I say Jimmy Butler can feel more seasoned than Clay Thompson if Clay Thompson was the number one option. Jimmy Butler has been a number one option for a while. Even way back when he was with the Bulls, uh, I believe he was a number one option. But, you know, it's debatable. That's where his journey started, I should say. And, um, you know, that spun off into you know, the power forwards of all time and things like that. And I said, personally, I have Dirk as my number one power forward of all time, right? Now, you can't necessarily debate that because that's my personal five, right? Now, if I did a non-biased top five power forwards, it's still debatable, but majority of the people will probably say Tim Duncan. You'll also have KG up there, and then you gotta have Dirk up there. Uh, and then you know you got you got you got the uh, Hall of Fame stragglers, as I call them now. You know, you know, no disrespect, but Barkley eventually is going to have to get pushed to the sides more and more because you have uh, Giannis of the world, and there are going to be other power forwards that come along. Now Giannis go between the four and the five, but I'm pretty sure they're going. to put him at the four by the end of his career and he has already accomplished a lot more than Barkley I should say as far as hardware and he's young that's what I'm saying but um you know I think it's a a, a healthy debate obviously the thing that really separates there's a there's a few things that separate Duncan and Dirk as far as the the the, the playing careers 
Um, and it, it's understandable. It's understandable. You know, we talk about the accolades, and this is not just going to be the power forward position, but we got to talk about, um, we basically got to talk about every position. You know what I'm saying? Because we there's a thing called favoritism. You know, you might have a, a favorite player that isn't as accomplished as, you know, the other players in it with his position, all the way from the one to the five. But there's certain things that we know about that playing to effect. You know, a player going to a different team or a player being coached by, you know, to me, I've witnessed two of the greatest coaches of all time, which is Phil Jackson and Greg Popovich. And I've got to see them coach both. And I got to see them coach uh, superstars and Hall of Famers, you know, manage the egos, the rosters, put together the rosters, the offensive plays they, that they ran, the defensive schemes that they did, et cetera, right? The longevity of or the relevancy of a team such as the Spurs, you know, I think it was only, what, a couple of years ago, maybe last year. I can't really remember. I know it's recent, though, that, you know, uh, San Antonio missed the, missed the playoffs, right? If I'm not mistaken, I don't think they made it to the bubble. If I'm not mistaken, I don't, you know, I don't remember. But I know that it was a streak that was broken. And that was real big because Greg Popovich's streak had been going for so many years. And keep in mind, Tim Duncan had only played somewhere around 19, maybe 20 years, you know. Dirk played 21 total, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and towards the end of their career, they was on their last leg. These were, weren't were the most athletic power forwards of all time now. You know, Tim Duncan probably being a little bit more athletic than Dirk. But Dirk was on that rim. Duncan was on that rim. You know, uh, a fast break, you probably had to slow down a little bit for dirt. You know what I mean? Duncan, obviously a little bit more footwork, a little bit of speed. But um, the thing that separates those two were the two teams, right? I don't want to go into depth because I, I feel like I'm going to have a part two. And it, it, with part two, I'm pretty sure Smooth is going to be back. And we're going to go into the depth of those uh, rosters throughout their careers, because that plays a huge part into winning the championship. Not only that, the coaches. You know what I mean? So I guess I would have this would have to be like a teaser. I'm sorry, 12 Cal. This probably won't be a long episode. But it's a fire starter. But to start it off, I will say the the main reason why I would pick Dirk over Duncan is the offense. Now we know Mr. Tim Duncan is Mr. Fundamentals. He earned that nickname. Right. I feel like. I feel like Dirk had better moves on getting to the rack. Right. Better ball handler to me, even though we don't look at them as ball handlers. But Dirk used to get to the cup as slow as he used to move. He used to get to the cup. Now, the one thing that he does have in common when Carmelo went to the rack, he had his knee up. When Dirk shot his fade away, his knee was up. <laughs> so that was like their shield protectors right there. They protected himself with that goddamn knee. Not only that, he's a seven-footer. He really didn't need that, but he did. That's how he shot. I mean, that's, if you are a shooter, no matter how your – just shout out to Reggie, Reggie Miller. No matter how your form was, whatever made you feel comfortable, as long as you got the elevation and you got the time, the timing, the release, 
the whole nine, you shot the way you shot. You know what I'm saying? We made fun of Sean Marion. Uh, Reggie Miller had a crazy release. Uh, there was a couple of other players out there as well. Uh, I know Jason Capono back in the day. He wasn't your he, – he was a average to below average uh, role player, but he had one of the fastest releases of all time. You know what I mean? He could shoot that thing, but he won't be mentioned with the greatest shooters of all time because he didn't have that type of career. But his fundamentals, technically, he was one of the fastest, quickest shooters that I've ever seen. Him and Casey Jacobson. But I would say, you know, Duncan got to the rack much better than, I mean, Dirk got to the rack much better than Duncan, to me. You know what I mean? Uh, as far as the shot, I, if I go with the shot, I'm going to go with Duncan as well. I like, I, I mean, I mean not Duncan. I'm going to go with Dirk as well. Now, if Duncan had the backboard shot, that's why I keep saying Duncan. Duncan had that backboard. He had that backboard shot down to a T, and I got that. His post moves was phenomenal. You know, I, where would I rank his post game amongst the best post game players? I don't know yet, but I know he's up there. Uh, Dirk can post. And as a matter of fact, some of his fadeaways came from posting. You know, um, so that could be a debate there. But I do know when it comes to that, that kissing that, that ball off the backboard, I got to get that to Duncan. You know what I'm saying? But getting to the rack, penetrating, getting to the rack, as slow as he was, I got to go, I got to go Dirk. You know what I mean? Better three ball shooter. We all know that was Dirk. Duncan didn't shoot too many threes. He could shoot them. He wasn't. And when I say could shoot, I'm not talking about like MB who would step out on purpose to the to shoot a three ball. I'm saying that wasn't his game. He could he he probably was able to shoot the three ball, but that wasn't part of his bag. His bag was in within that fifteen and he would go to he would surgically go to go to work. Same thing with Dirk, but Dirk can also shoot that three ball. That was a part of his game. That was definitely a part of his game. Um outside of that, we could talk about the hardware. That I want to leave for part two. But the thing that's going to separate them that favors Duncan is five to one. That's five rings versus one ring with Duncan. But that's where my argument comes in to where I have to talk about the rosters and I have to talk about the head coaches and I have to talk about the opportunities, right? And I, I will always favor, this is why I say Curry's recent championship, right? I think that's probably his best one. Besides the very first championship he got, why? Because they don't have the whole any one Finals MVP this year, which he earned. No one came even close to that. I mean, the closest person that you could pick wasn't that close, which is probably Andrew Wiggins. But he wasn't that close. You know, he had moments. Curry had games, right? I also think KD may have taken one from him, right? Because they both had two bad games in the series, which they still won. But they still had, I think Curry had the worst game out of the two bad games between the two superstars. And then we already know about the whole Iggy winning finals MVP for holding LeBron to only 30 points. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ridiculous. So at this point, to me, Steph Curry should have at least two, maybe three finals MVPs. It's neither here or there. Duncan has three finals MVPs. Out of five championships, that means somebody else has stepped up. We already know about Kawhi Leonard. We already know about Tony Parker. We already know about Ginobili. He had he had cats on his squad who 
very well. Because to me, who would you think is a better player? Ginobili or Iggy? Now, we know both of their assignments were different. You know, Iggy had to do his best to contain a LeBron James. Whereas Ginobili really didn't have to guard LeBron at all. They had show, they had, you know, their their, their times or whatever, and they had opportunities because they played in the finals before. But that wasn't his nobly main, you know, that wasn't his main assignment. They needed someone a bit bigger, stronger, et cetera, and more athletic. But what I'm trying to say is there wasn't anybody on that Dallas squad who was even worthy of winning a finals MVP. Like, I know Cats will try to throw out J.J. Barrera. <laughs> We're not about to go there. Now, the reason why, another reason why I have Dirk is because he was more of an offensive juggernaut than Duncan. He didn't, Duncan didn't, Duncan had to score. Don't get me wrong. He had to put up big numbers. And I think his biggest numbers that he put up in the postseason was anywhere between 27, 28 points a game. You know what I'm saying? So, to me, that's solid. You have to put up those. But that's also telling me that you have other players surrounding you that can put up just the same amount. Dirk didn't have that. Dirk never had a teammate that came close to that. Did he have a Jason Kidd at one point? He did. Did he play with Steve Nash? He did. He also played with, uh, uh, who yeah, Josh Howard. Yeah, he had some cats on the squad. He had Jason Terry. He definitely had some cats on the squad, but not like that Spurs squad. And, again, I don't want to dig deep into the roster because I want to say that for part two. But I also want to say Dirk, you know, Dirk is right behind Michael Jordan on the all-time scoring list, right behind Michael Jordan. And neither one, neither Duncan or uh, Dirk will be uh, passing Michael Jordan. Why? Because both of them are retired now. The difference is Dirk is retiring number six on the list, whereas Duncan will sit at 15 until further notice. So that shows that Dirk had to put a lot more on the line than Duncan, and I respect that even more. Don't get me wrong. The similarities are they still played for one team throughout their whole career. You may maybe heard some rumors here and there that, you know, but Dirk, Dirk wasn't going nowhere. Dirk wasn't going nowhere. Mark Cuban, shout out to my boy, Bass. Dirk, Mark Cuban is, is loyal to, to, to his overseas players. And I want to say that's almost the same as San Antonio, too. It's just that they had a lot more that was ex- uh, expendable. You know what I mean? Like, that San Antonio roster, majority of that roster was cast from different <laughs> from a different country, you know? Um, but that's where I'm going to leave it for now. I'm going to leave it on a cliffhanger, just saying that Dirk was a better player overall. He didn't have as much accomplished as Duncan, and he did play an extra two years. But let's just be real. The last, mm, I would say the last four or five years of both of their careers was just being there. Stat patent. You know, played hard. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't like they was Tracy McGrady sitting at the end of the bench. It was just, you know, have you ever seen Dirk run and walk? It's very similar. Very similar. So I'm going to just leave it at this, 12 Cal. I know you're listening. D-Murph listening. Um. Yeah, I got Dirk. I got Dirk. As as my personal top five power forward of all time. 
Duncan could very well be right behind him. I don't know. I haven't really sorted it out. I haven't really sorted it out. But if I had to do a a starting five, non-biased, it would be between the three-headed monsters of Dirk, Duncan, KG. Those three right there. And shout out to Barkley. Don't he's not too far behind, but those three right there. I like those three. You know. Um, but bias person personal top five. I got Dirk as my as the best power forward of all time. And he's married to a black woman. So for whatever that's worth. He came to practice with some some foil around this plate, so add to the list. <laughs> 